Episode 88 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. It was another great weekend, folks, of wrestling and just life in general. Lots, lots of fun stuff happening. Uh, but especially last Dynamite, coming off of Double or Nothing, we knew it was going to be strong. But boy, did we not expect what we were about to see. MJF dropped one of the greatest promos uh, that I can remember seeing. Uh, straight Fire. We're going to get into that. Plus, CM Punk uh, is a little banged up. Plus, his old buddy Cody Rhodes is also banged up. We saw him wrestle last night at Hell in the Cell, and that was something else. We're going to get to those topics and more, but before we get into all the good stuff, let's introduce the fellas real quick. Over in Glendale, somebody who keeps it regal, my guy Steve Grobschmidt. What up, Grabby? New, new, new world order. <laughs> For life. <laughs> that was some good uh, echoing. Like without the oh, without even trying. Nice. Yeah, that was very very good. Nice. That, that just goes to show Steve's A plus mic skills. Yep, that's why we start off with them. Great lead off batter. Chalk up another one up for the bad guys. That's it for the good for the good guy. <laughs> All right, let's go down to Bayview. Talk to my guy who keeps it freshly squeezed, Matt Michelson. How are you, Matt? Mike, here's a question for you. Would you pay me more if I were an ex WWE guy? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yell it, dude. You can't just talk casually. You gotta be fired up like MJF. Piss. I don't think you can match that. That's oh no, I'm not even gonna try to match his intensity. I'm just gonna make it my own. Nice. It's a great question, and we're gonna get into it too. But uh, good to see you tonight, Matt. Thanks so much. Let's stay down and bathe you. Talk to my guy who's already fired up watching Raw tonight. Oh my god! Charlie Michael. What's up, Charlie? Bang bang! <laughs> Very nice. And speaking of which, did you guys see Noel Foley is now on OnlyFans? Oh. I heard. I don't know if that uh That's, that's easy not on the Christmas eyes for old Mick Foley. Oh, I'm sure it's bikinis and taking suckers' money. Yeah, I'm sure it's looking good for Noel over on OnlyFans, but what was looking good this last Wednesday was we talked about what kind of repercussions were going to come MJF's way after him seemingly dipping out on a on a public signing and causing a lot of controversy leading up to his match versus Wardlow at Double or Nothing. He came out and addressed the crowd. He actually cut the, the music uh, until he got down to the ring, and once he did, uh, he seemed in some sort of way. He basically said, Tony, I wouldn't want to say anything that would make you look bad or embarrass you, which was like, okay, you got my attention. And then from there was some of the best mic skills that I've seen maybe ever. I We were all texting in the group thread. I said, I think this might be one of the best promos I've ever seen. I'm like, no, wait, this is the best promo I've ever seen. And I didn't even wait till the end. That was just some amazing TV. So, Matt, what did you think about this one, man? I, I'm totally on board with you. I think 
And a, and a lot of critics and the internet as a whole has said the same thing, which is this is one of the all-time great promos. And I think we all knew it the moment it happened. For those of our listeners who either missed last week's episode of Dynamite or if you haven't watched AEW Wrestling at all, go back, watch last week's episode of Dynamite. You'll be hooked immediately. I, obviously, this promo was phenomenal. We'll talk more about it here in just a second. This whole episode from start to finish was just like straight out of the gate, A plus on everything. Um, and this promo was no different. So kind of like Mike just alluded to, MJF comes out. And if you haven't really been following the wrestling media, which a lot of people don't, so we'll bring you up to speed. MJF has been having these arguments with Tony Khan, the booker and president of all elite wrestling about his contract. Um, and he made a couple really valid points during this promo. Actually, a lot of really valid points during this promo, which made it so compelling. The biggest one being he is the second biggest minute to minute draw on AEW TV. And we can assume the number one draw is CM Punk, which we'll talk about more later in the show. But MJF comes out, starts dropping swear words left and right, mentions the three sacred letters WWE that they never say. Yeah, they never say that. That, w- that alone made the crowd gasp. And in that moment, you could tell the whole mood shifted and everybody was on board with whatever this guy had to say. So he starts going off about being this huge draw, not getting paid for it, talking about how Tony Khan can reach into his pocket to pay ex-WWE guys, asking him if he'd pay him more if he was an ex-WWE guy. It just stirring up a lot of shit. Um, and at the end of the promo, the pro- so the promo felt, a lot like CM Punk's pipe bomb from 2011 mm-hmm. that he cut on WWE. There's been a lot of division on the internet, and I know Dave Meltzer, who's one of the more respected journalists in wrestling, has made comments along the lines of, well, you want to be careful with promos like this because it can damage your brand and your company. And yes, we've seen in the past that history shows there is truth to that. But this is a different kind of situation, I feel. It's just the way everything's been presented. These guys know what they're getting into. AEW is very smart about how they book things. We saw MJF do business on Sunday at the pay-per-view. Despite all this controversy, he came out, had a good match with Wardlow, sold for him, went out on stretcher. I mean, the guy knows when to do business and when to say what he wants to say. And so Sunday night he did business. Wednesday night comes out and says what he wants to say. So promo ends with him screaming into the lens of the camera, Tony Khan telling him to fire him. I know it was censored here on American television, but if you go out on YouTube, there's uncut versions of this where he calls Tony Khan a fucking mark on TV (laughs) and the crowd just loses it. At that point, they cut off his microphone. He gets pissed, chucks the microphone, very reminiscent of CM Punk back in 2011. And we go to commercial. Just unreal. Like an instant classic moment of pro wrestling TV. Well said, Matt. Yeah, great wrap up on that. And I was actually thinking the same thing when I was watching it about the pipe bomb um, uh, promo that CM Punk dropped way back when, when he was with WWE. And maybe, maybe that's a little hint on who could be the next champ when we get to uh, what is going on with CM Punk, too. But, uh, Steve, did you want to weigh in on this promo before we get going over to Charlie? Um, I, Yeah, I mean, I'll echo, like, I put it up there with the all-time greats. It just really, I mean, I didn't know how I felt about MJF because I still, I mean, we'll never know when the shoot began or ended and when the work began or ended, but it's obviously a work now. And that being said, it, it was just out of the park. I think, you know, I, um, 
the best promos are the ones that are steeped in reality. And I think obviously that's why this one was so good. It reminded me, although I would say even more intense than when Flair was suspended and, and there's the big lawsuit with Vince, with uh, uh, Bischoff and WCW and he was off TV for months and months. And then he came back all emotional and like, he was screaming at like Bischoff. And again, you knew it had to be like 75%. Like he was really pissed. And then, but, but, um, and then he was like, even capping it off with yelling, fire me. I'm already fired. Fire me. It's just that, that part where like resonated with me because that's kind of MGF went with the fire me thing. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just that that's, that's a promo I thought of. And then just, yeah. I mean, otherwise it's pretty unparalleled. It was really outstanding. I know for a man his age and yeah, he just he he keeps. I liked when he said like everybody has had to you know like has gotten their pops, but MGF has had to work for his, and he nails them and hits home runs or grand slams or however you phrased it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep, nothing that he says said was out of the question. He's totally right. And yeah, taking jabs at your boss was kind of like Stone Cold taking jabs at Vince McMahon back in the Attitude Era. I mean, it's it's a great spark for what for, for this promotion. It's kind of dig taking it a little deeper. Uh but Charlie, do you have any uh response after seeing this one too? Yeah, it was a great promo. You know, it was probably like I said one of the best promos. When Cornette even said it was good, so you know it had to be good. He never had anything to say <laughs> negative about it. But you know, I had some other guys like uh, Brian Alvarez and those guys say, "Where do they go next with it?" Mm-hmm. Well, that's the beauty of it. Where do they go next with it? And right. here's a problem too. Um, the way this, the way he turned the crowd, Khan could become the bad guy. Yeah, but I think if if they're smart, they'll never put Khan on TV about this, and maybe that'll yeah. help a little. Yeah, Con Con should absolutely not become a character out of this. No, he, I think I mean you never things changed. But he he said when it first started, he didn't want to be an on air yeah. personality. So, but oh. but Tony finds himself on TV more often than he even probably knows or wants to. Well, he just all he does is like like he introduces Martha Hired and he'll come out and introduce like somebody. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like he's working an angle like. Um, this and that, you know, everybody knows he's the booker, but he's not like, you know, it's, he's just acting like the boss, man. He's not acting like, you know, getting his guys in and getting this guy over and doing all this stuff. So. Yeah, he, he's he got that charm of being kind of a genuine nerdy dude and all that. Oh, totally, There's totally. no way he could parlay that into a character, I don't think. No. As a good no. guy, it wouldn't work. As a bad guy, it would be awful. So I hope he yeah. stays off TV. Yeah, he already did that with Alex Abrahantes. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, that's like Alex is a bit much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, yeah, good promo. We'll see, good oh, promo. Sorry, we'll see go where ahead. it goes. I got worked. I'm glad I got worked because it was made it better. Because I was legitimately pissed at him that weekend. I was like, yeah, get him off TV, let him sit. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck him, dude. He's ruining a trying to mess up a good thing. And who knows? Like you said, Steve, it might have started as a shoot. They got put into a work after they worked it out. So who knows? They just really whatever, yeah. they, whatever they got something compelling and to see where yeah. it goes. But the one, see how the they one, can get out of it. The one thing I would echo other people saying is I really if it has been a work all along, which admittedly I that was my first prediction. The no showing an event where people are yeah, spending a yeah. hundred dollars is shit. Like they, yep. that's a shitty thing to do for the name of a storyline. Now so, maybe in the end they don't care and it'll all work out, but that's risky. 
Someone said that it was like ten grand. I saw a thing saying it was ten grand that they lost on that mm. on that uh, deal. Yeah, that's risky. I wouldn't. I hope that. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll never. We may never know. Yeah. So, so a couple final thoughts on this one to kind of sum all that up. Yeah, Charlie, you got worked. Um, <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I was pissed. I was. I, cause I'm but, like, I'm, I want AEW to do good. I want them. They got the potential to take over in a few years. I mean, like the stage is set for, you know, we'll get into it, but mm-hmm. WWE has no, they haven't made any new stars. They have, you know, they were trying to push Cody as a main face. He's gone now. Reigns is taking a break. Sasha and Naomi are gone. It's like they're falling on bad times and they put themselves into it by, by cutting just people they didn't need to cut just to make a dot, just uh make their bottom line look at every quarter. It's a classic case of a corporate company cutting, 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 cutting. And then if something doesn't go bad, they don't have a really good backup plan. Like, Oh shit, we're fucked now. What do we do now? Corporate greed at its finest. It is totally. And well, and so just to bring that idea back to MJF and this whole situation, I I'm loving this entire scenario right now. If for no other reason, than I feel like we're probably more in touch with what's going on behind the scenes of pro wrestling than, uh, you know, most fans, I would argue. I mean, we're sitting here on a podcast talking about it. So what does that tell you? But um, the one thing I do see coming out of this is if this is a work, which I, I think we're starting to see it is now. Now it has to be. They wouldn't have put right. him out there if it wasn't. Oh, there. yeah. No. Right. You wouldn't go on that. TV. Fuck you. Exactly. But I. But I think the fact that everybody is falling for it, including us, and truly doesn't know what's going to happen next. There's that. Just goes to show either how brilliant this is or the fact that, you know, there is so much truth to it. You really can't tell where the line is. And I, and I think pro wrestling's tried doing that over the last few years and, you know, just to cater to the smarter fans. But I feel like even when they do a fairly good job of it, you can usually see through it and still know what's coming, right? Whereas in this scenario, it's really difficult to tell. And if this is a little bit of an idea between Tony Khan and MJF to walk that line really well, I mean, they've hit a master stroke. Hats off to them. So mm-hmm. hopefully it oh, yeah. keeps playing out that way and, you know, we get one of the best stories of the decade. Yeah, we truly don't really know. It's not like MJF really solidified an opponent or somebody came out to step up to him because he, does, he doesn't have beef with any roster member it's yeah, right. Boss, so right yeah he just made it sound like get rid of me like like they're gonna have to make some dot connect some dots for him to be wrestling anybody now yeah how do you punish a guy who wants to leave not yeah. be there so huh very interesting very very interesting indeed and we will keep uh on mjf watch for you here on keep the kayfabe a guy who does keep the kayfabe very well so uh do you guys want to stay with AEW since we're on the uh, in the promo and talk about CM Punk? Uh, what happened this past on Rampage? Absolutely, Booker man. All right. So yeah, so we don't really know where the championship is going to be going now. As soon as CM Punk won the championship at Double or Nothing versus Hangman Page, he's going to have to relinquish it because of health issues. Um, I don't know the injury. I don't know if that came out. Did you guys know what it is yet? It was a torn, um, what's it, Peck? No, who, who, Cody? Cody, no, yeah. 
You're oh, punk. Cody? Yeah, punk. I'm sorry, punk I got thrown off. Dead. Yeah, I, I just mixed up my injuries. Sorry. <laughs> God, there's a lot it. of them out there. Yeah, my brain went somewhere else. Yeah, do we know what's wrong with uh, punk or not? I don't think they said, but it looked like it was maybe his foot. I think it yeah, was broken foot. He has an foot. No, it's not an what it is, I don't think. But he just said, it, he almost made it sound like it's more than one bone. Um, and it's broken bones of some kind, but yep. yeah, I'm not 100% sure which ones exactly. Okay. So a lower body injury. Yeah. Uh, like a, as they, yeah. As they like to put it in hockey, they never really reveal what's injured so people don't target it in the future. It's a good plan. So we're going with lower body with CM Punk. He came out and had a uh, heartfelt message to the fans saying that he wants to wrestle, he wants to be your champion, but right now it's just a bump in the road. So. Uh, apparently this Wednesday there is going to be a battle royal, um, and we're going to see whoever comes out on top at this battle royal face the number one contender, John Moxley. So we have that to look forward this Wednesday. But Steve, aren't there more stipulations to this AEW interim champion? Yes, I'm glad you asked because AEW released something on June 4th that laid it out. It's a multi-stage eliminator series. There's a uh... In their words, an exciting battle royal that's going to open up Dynamite this week. And then on the same show, the winner of the battle royal is going to wrestle John Moxley um, in the main event of the show. And then they will go to Forbidden Door to compete for the title, the interim title. But this is like what I guess they didn't say at the time, but I'm just going to read it. Uh, meanwhile, on June 12th, that new uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion event at historic Osaka Joe Hall, highly decorated eight New Japan stars and longtime rivals Hiroshi Tanahasha and Haruku, Haruki Goto, did I say that right? Will face off in an eliminator match for, the, and then Haruka. the winner of that will take on Moxley. Um, at the uh, pay-per-view to, or at that forbidden door to determine the interim. So they're kind of crossing the thing. So you're going to get your Moxley or whoever Moxley, you know, whoever beats Moxley taking on a, uh, a major name in new Japan for that interim title. Wow. And I kind of, you know, I didn't know that when I was throwing that out, like, like they could, if they were planning Tanahashi and um, punk, I mean, they could get the interim title to Tanahashi and then get, get to it later. I don't know. That would be a really cool idea. I, you know, as we're talking through, I guess the booking behind this. It, part of me, just based on the complexity of this, it feels like AEW already had a storyline in plan. You know, going into Forbidden Door, and it feels like this isn't too far off from what it would have been anyway. Just exactly, because it seems overly complex for what it needs to be. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm loving it. It's going to lead to some fantastic matches. I don't doubt it. I really hope Punk isn't nearly as injured as, you know, he might be. Um, just because I was, I personally was really high on him becoming the champion and looking forward to whoever his first title defense would have been against. All that good stuff. So hopefully this injury doesn't sideline him too long and we get to see him come back still in top shape and start to take on some really amazing opponents and have some great matches. Did you guys say, I missed it, but did you guys say Tanahashi? Winning the title? Uh, I'm saying that that's what they seem to be. They could set that up that scenario because Tan oh, yeah, yeah. Tanahashi or Goto are going to be going against Moxley. Or I keep assuming Moxley's going to win. I shouldn't, but it's going to be, they're going to be down to that final match, whoever wins that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be, I'm assuming it's going to be Tanahashi winning and then Punk beating him to get it back at some point. That's that. Yeah, I think that's logical to to Matt's point, too, about like they kind of seem like they have a plan. They can get to that plan in a few months if Punk's not too, too hurt. Well, and then who in this battle royale could possibly win that has more experience wrestling New Japan style than John Moxley? So to get the best matches, go with John Moxley versus these guys from New Japan. That's what it seems uh, like. Nah, but Moxley's who in the really, battle royale Mox, could? Moxley's but you not know, really a New Japan. He's a brawler, dude. He, I mean, the new Adam Cole the is a more style. New Japan. Yeah, I mean, strong style is different. I mean, you got to watch New Japan. It's not just he was the brawler. champ over there. He was the champ brawl. over there. He was a U.S. the U.S. and New Japan USA heavyweight champion. If you watch New Japan, they don't brawl outside of the ring. Only guys that did that was Jericho and Moxley. That's really not their and style. And Lance Archer. And they keep no, not even Archer. There, they keep their shit. Archer did that shit here. But even you go back and watch Archer, they keep their shit in the ring, dude. It's in the ring. They don't brawl a lot on the outside. So uh, that. So that being said, is your are you, so, are you are, so are, is what you're thinking? Moxley not going to win then? I don't know. I'd have to. I I'll wait till Wednesday. I want to see who's all in the in the match. Battle yeah. Royal. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's just make some. Uh, you know. Well, we know who's going to be in there. Bear Country. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Going to be probably the Arn Anderson guy, the guy who was oh, like God. a wrestler, but always yeah. already forgot his name. So there's going to be some fluff. But so the big names, really Moxley, yeah, high percentage is Moxley, but I want to see who else is in there because Christian Cage has got to be in there. He could, uh, who, you know, throw whoever, who, in there. Uh, I guess you could look up who's AOW's. Uh, they have a ranking, so see who their rankings are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if they'll. Yeah, because they make a point of that. They could have make sure their top yep. what like three through ten are in there. Um, I don't. I don't think Brian's gonna be in there because he's hurt. No, he's hurt. He's out a couple weeks only, but he's hurt. Um, right. Adam Cole. Cole t- go ahead. What was that? Matt? Well, I was just about to say Adam Cole is a is a fair prediction. I think with all the title Ooh. matches he's had, Moxley. I don't know that they yep. want to put him back in the title picture against Moxley. Oh, yep. And have him it's lose like, right away. Exactly. It's gonna be interesting because. Yeah. Because Moxie's already out, so it could be top vibes: Wardlow, Hangman, Adam Cole, Jay Lethal. Ooh, interesting. That's their top five. So I'm going to go out on a limb. I feel like Dante Martin would be a great guy to win the Battle Royal and then go into the ring with John Moxley. Obviously, he'd lose to Moxley. Well, AEW does a great job of putting guys over in defeat, I and I feel like they might play that card here. I feel like if Moxley's destined to win, they'll go with some underdog to like, you know, like you could even go with the silver or something or not. So Hung, Johnny hung silver. Yeah. I just to know. have the you know, moment where could he do it? But then Moxley. I, wins. Don't, I don't know. I still think, I still think they go good guy, bad guy. So I mean, it could be as predictable as I mean, it because, could be, it could be gonna, Jericho. Cause they're going to want a good pop. Yeah. Jericho could be there. Cause they're going to want a good pop for whoever wins that title. So I think the title gets decided Wednesday night, don't it? No, I thought, it, Oh, it doesn't get decided. It doesn't, no, no, no. So, so, it's, so the dominion oh, I, show is going to have those two guys wrestle Yeah. Um, this, this Wednesday, we're going to have the battle Royal. And then right away, that person take on Moxley. Moxley. And then, and then the people, those two guys face that uh, forbidden door for the title. Oh, okay. I thought, cause I thought that whoever, Whoever wins on at the end of Friday or when at the end of Wednesday gets the title, and then they go. So okay, yeah. So that, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And that's how you get to. And, and that's a yeah, better, that's a better thing than having two different champions. So yeah, I get yeah, that's better. 
Steve, I, so, I, I almost feel like you should have written the explanation for this because AEW's written Probably. Oh, yeah, they had it all over Oh, the it's, place. it's huge. It's like filling my screen. It's like it, they really kind of overworded this. Yeah, but it's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's there's two separate things going on. It's like a it's like a tournament. And then, yeah, two Japanese guys wrestle, two American guys will wrestle in the winner's face. Right. The classic case of over-engineering it. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why you need the UX guy to explain it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who can he can lay it all out? Here's, here's how it gets laid out, dude. Perfect. I just, yeah. I mean, you could. So wait. So you know, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember this. But when Jericho had his big New Japan run, did he wrestle Tanahashi? No, I don't think so. No. He wrestled. Um, <sighs> I want to say it was Naito and Omega. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could yeah. do. You could have Jericho Moxley and Jericho freaking win, and then take on Tanahashi. Have Tanahashi win the interim, and then get back to Tanahashi Punk. I would not be shocked if that's how it goes down. Because I know Jericho has been itching to wrestle. Well, and that keeps your that keeps your uh, your feud going with Moxley and um, and JAS too. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Oops, yeah, Dude. Dude. Okay. What if? Uh... What if the next greatest export to New Japan is Wardlow? Wardlow <laughs> wins the Battle Royale. Wardlow beats John Moxley, takes on these New Japan guys. New Japan has got their eye on Wardlow. They want him to come to Super Kingdom or huh. all these other big... Re- I mean, he could take over but fucking Japan, Tokyo. But, but here's the problem, then. Then he's got to lo- lose to Punk. Yeah, they're not going to want it. Tony Khan's not going to let him want to get off TV, dude. This yeah. might save Wardlow with this because I, mean, I wouldn't they, even put him in the battle royal because how are you gonna cause they go with how are you this, gonna eliminate him? Yeah, if they go with this stupid, uh, these guys are suing you. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of that's kind oh, of yeah, mediocre. That's, right. that's mediocre. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that's I think mediocre, of that. That's mediocre mid card bullshit that everybody turns off, dude. Yeah, that, that wasn't necessary. We'll give it a out, ch- I should say. You'll turn it we'll, off. You I'll out. give it a chance because they've done so magic with Wardlow, but that wasn't what I wanted to see after He's his big, have a epic top. feud. Yeah, yeah, he needs to be facing the top heel, dude. You got to keep him kind of hot, dude. Yeah, true. I heard some. I heard some people saying that. We'll see how Wardlow does. MG, MGF got got him over, and that's why he got so big. So true. They'll get him. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting, Mike, if you're point war dog. Dude, I am on I'm I'm Wardlow till I die, but I also said oh, that about Ty Conti, so <laughs> we were all Wardlow, but we didn't know her how she was. Yeah, I think I think we were motivated right. by something else about her. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully exactly. Wardlow's storyline doesn't become about his sex life. I think he'll be okay otherwise. Yeah, Even if he stupid. did, it'd be kind of adorable if he had like a high school uh ish romance romance was something actually i think i bumped into his girlfriend at all out when we were there she was the only one wearing a wardlow t-shirt and i was like hey wardlow is this really tall pretty blonde and then when uh yeah, that uh, yeah wardlow's 34 he's not gonna be doing stupid shit like sammy but anyway i saw wardlow's girlfriend ringside when it was in cincinnati or wherever he's from something like that and it was the same girl so Oh, really? Too bad I didn't. I didn't say to the girl, "Be like, tell Wardlow I say what's up." <laughs> if only oh, you knew. Interesting. His his name is really Wardlow. Really, it's his last name. Yeah, Mike fascinating. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Michael, just like you. 
Aww. Great. And, and, Even better. That explains everything. Yeah. Yep. His middle name's Austin. The street that I live on. So. What? Look at that. What? Look at that. What? Look at that. Jeez. <laughs> this guy just can't get any better. He's gonna be sitting at this table with us one day. Oh my God! What I know. I, I hope. Like, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. It means his career went to shit. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, maybe not at this table. Maybe we will get invited to a bigger table. Maybe we'll Some take over uh, for Tony Schiavone and uh, Aubrey. Ma- uh, um, Aubrey, I just lost it. Aubrey for the uh, Edwards for the uh, the official AEW podcast. Maybe we'll right. be the official AEW podcast. Well, maybe we can interview Wardlow's girlfriend and see if she remembered me from All Out. That's a good place to start. Piss him off enough to want to talk to us and be like, hey, man, I don't want you to have a bad day, but if you don't stop talking to my girlfriend, we're going to have be like, problems. You, you're going <laughs> to be yeah, it, a, gonna have a bad be, day. <laughs> it's going to be like Adam Cole and, um, and yeah. uh, Tony Schiavone with, with you and Wardlow. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, what's... Shout out to Michael Wardlow. You're the man. Anyway, <laughs> no, you're just gonna go with that. We're gonna see. Uh, Michael, we're gonna see a great Michael battle royal. Wardlow, it's great. <laughs> we're gonna see a great battle royal this Wednesday. Uh, Jr. is gonna hate it, but we're gonna like it because then we're gonna see who's gonna take on John Moxley and get this whole thing sorted out with the AEW World Championship. Anybody off the top of their head know where AEW's at this week? Oh uh, no. Are they still in California? I, I think I might have. I said they were going to be in um, California. I thought they were going to be in Rancho. Cuba. So they're going to be in Independence, Missouri. Oh, so they're going. Okay, so I was wrong. I said that they were going to be in. Um, I thought they were going to the Bucks' home. I thought they were staying out there again this weekend. So okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, shout they, out they to the California crowd. That that was an amazing. They made that Dynamite and Rampage awesome. That was a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. For, especially for a California crowd. Because if you watch some Raws in California, they're kind of just like laid back, mm-hmm. chilling. That that crowd was amped. They just goes there and shows that. Macaulay Culkin was there. Yeah. <laughs> and Vince Vaughn. Oh, yeah, and Jericho was like, Vince Vaughn needs a nap! And I always think that, so that popped. <laughs> anyway, somebody that's going to be napping for a little while is Cody Rhodes. Uh, he look he looks like shit. Like, uh, he mm-hmm. just wrestled at Hell in a Cell against Seth Rollins with a torn pectoral. And um, it, it, Charlie, I think, is the one that broke it, said that Cody's hurt right before he went on. Uh, I wasn't watching Hell in the Cell, but it got me motivated enough to turn it on to see what was going yeah. on. And man, this thing looked brutal. It looked kind of like Alistair Black's face, but yeah. except it was the whole right side of Cody Rhodes' body. Was that the same injury that Triple H suffered in that one thing where his muscle got torn off his pectoral? Yes. Yep. And I guess it was like some of the worst pain he's ever experienced and Cody just wrestled like that. He had to have been shot up with some kind of pain tranquilizer or something like that, right? Yeah, they were saying about somebody he probably was shot up with something not you know, they wouldn't give him a painkiller because, you know, they're saying like right. you think a painkiller makes you loopy, you know, so mm-hmm. he'd be loopy in the ring. So yeah, they said he probably shot him up with something. Torazone or whatever it's called that yeah. they give to like NFL players when they need yeah, to go something on like the that. field when they mm-hmm. got it. Yeah, yep. so, but, I mean, okay, there's a lot to unpack with this. Um, I think 
it was very reckless for him to wrestle like that. But knowing Cody the way he is, it's his ego. I mean, he's done way stupider things. But this is way up there with one of the stupidest things he's ever done. Plus, it's headlining a WWE match, a story that's been going on with him. Like, I kind of feel for the fans, too. Like, yo, you just rolled, like, like we've been sitting here for three hours, and you rolled out a busted-up wrestler to do this main event. I would have put it on, like, first, get it out of the way, kind of like they handled MJF and Wardlow after that whole thing. But I just, you know, to see him go half-speed, do a lot of things. I mean, there's kids in the crowd that are just like, Daddy, can you explain this, please? That's a, that's a, that's a conversation I don't want to have with my son someday about Cody Rhodes. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was kind of strange that they would have it still go on as the headlining event, even though that's what they booked. But I you think, can make yeah. changes. But the thing is, they don't have the depth in WWE to call it audible either. And, so and they only they had, had the, one match, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have to lay in the bed that they shit um, and <laughs> trot out Cody Rhodes. And you could tell he was in a... After the adrenaline wore off, after the match, and it was done. And it, I mean, yeah, this guy milks it, but that guy had to have been in some extreme pain. Le- oh, I mean, yeah. Go out, th- go out there and wrestle just a normal match with a torn le- right pectoral, but a Hell in the Cell match, a.k.a. a headlining Hell in a Cell match that was going to go on for... 30, 40 minutes, maybe? I mean, that's just fucking lunacy. I kind of hate Cody for even just saying, no, I'll do it. And there then, was a lot uh, of... Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I I feel the same way in some regards. Like, there was so many moments in this match where I felt... I kept finding myself wa- watching different spots and going, would that really hurt? You know, and there was even little things like, like Seth Rollins putting the kendo stick into the bruise and kind of pushing on it. Right. I mean, there's probably spots he could have done that where, you know, it, you don't feel much of anything and Cody can just sell it. But then there's other moments where I'm seeing Cody, you know, get like take a bump with a torn pack, like just flat on his back and then have to get up to his feet. And he's using his right arm, which is the injured pack side of his body to actually hoist himself up. I have to believe that almost would have hurt even more. I, I don't know. I, I'm in the same boat as you, Mike. Like. This match, I when I had heard the news about Cody having a torn pack, I expected this match to not go onto the card at all. Um, and you know, you mentioned like Cody and his ego, and there there is a lot of truth to that. We've seen that over the last few years, especially. I also wonder how much of it was Vince kind of leading him on, and you know, almost like dangling a carrot in front of him, convincing him to do it. I honestly don't know. I think it's a little bit of both, quite frankly. I think these guys are actually collaborating really well, which is a scary thought in itself. Um, just because I think Cody's entire run-up to this point has been really well done, especially by WWE standards. So, you know, when you see this match and you see what Cody's, you know, physical condition is, you got to wonder, like, how did how did it come to this? What made him decide to go through with this? Um I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it made for a really interesting match. And, you know, everything they did in this match felt all that more compelling because of it. But at the same time, you know, is it really going to further the storyline with Cody? Or is he just going to get normalized like the rest of the roster by the time he's back in fighting shape? I don't know. Yeah, somebody had to go out there and wrestle uh, the headliner that they made him the billboard of and you know as he's probably trying to look as tough as his father i think he's got like that daddy issue thing like well my father would have done what it took 
blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, you know, he's trying to live up to all the hype that he built up in his family legacy. And if he did step out, he looks like a pussy. Maybe there would have been some money, I don't know, costing. I don't I don't know. It, it just it seems very stupid. Um, but they again, I think they probably shot him up with something. It's so it's like, can he hurt it more than it actually was? I'm sure that they was a conversation. No. That he yeah, I heard said. it's no, I heard it's, it's yeah, I heard it's he can't tear it up anymore. So, so he's probably like, well, fuck it, then I'll go out there, it'll look like shit, I'll tell a story. And he, I mean, Cody is really a great storyteller. Uh, he works very slow and he says, like. In wrestling, like if you think you're working too slow, slow down some more because people get more roped into your story. And he does a very good job at that. Um, so yeah, uh, Steve, did you have one a little something for us on this too? Yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, we all know, like most of you, I'm not a Cody fan anymore. Um, so it's like I don't know. I'm just so torn on this. Pardon the pun. Um. I don't want to give him the credit. Like, like it's like I feel like yeah. Everybody's out there saying, oh, or there's lots of people saying how courageous it was, and it's like, God, it's like, is it okay? Maybe it's courageous, but it's just feeding that whole ego that doesn't need feeding. And I feel like, you know what? Yeah, it's just okay. You went out there and you, you know, you're you're glutton for extreme pain, like you were when you set yourself on fire and all this other shit you did, and it's like. You know damn well this is in at least in the short term work. It's like he's gonna come out, he's gonna come back to a hero's welcome, and he's gonna it's just gonna eat that up like he does it, you know. So it's like that's maybe what I'm more afraid of is that this is this ploy is gonna work. I think <laughs> but, he does uh, it to get Brandy all uh pissed off, so it's just like, hun, I can't mow the lawn today. <laughs> I can't go get the groceries, I can't pick up liberty from daycare. I am laid up. And now that he doesn't work for me anymore, Ricky's not doing my chores. <laughs> He's going to be laid out. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, yeah, I got, I mean, I kind of echo yeah, a lot. How do you heal? Saying. How do you heal from this? Is it? Surgery? I think there's surgery. Or... There is surgery involved. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Surgery. Surgery. They got to go in and be attached to peck to the bone. Let it heal up. Then and he's, he's already start. fucked up. From uh, that show, Roads to the Top, they showed like his chiropractor and how his hips are all out of aligned, his spine. Now this pec oh, thing, wow. the dude is just like fucking evil, Knievel, uh body out there. It seems like, and that's probably Tony Khan is you know smiling as a pig and shit because he didn't pay this guy top dollar for a busted up lemon of a wrestler that he is now. Yep. Third best, third best Roads. <laughs> yep, pretty pretty much. <laughs> All the shit he's doing, yep, and he's still the third best. Yeah, yeah. That's true. and and that's th- true. there's not enough time left to make to move up to even number two. You know, yeah, he's not gonna beat Dustin because Dustin still puts, Dustin's puts still on going. Killer fucking matches, killer yeah. matches. Yeah, damn, not that's a, a guy person, I never thought about but that. A great dude. wrestler, <laughs> made he's making mm-hmm. some money though. Mm-hmm. Made more and he still man. finds time to paint his face. <laughs> oh, Dustin! Yeah, Treat, yeah. No. Smart move for Dustin. He's he, he can work back there forever. Yeah, true work that. Back there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous. I think this is gonna work. It's like at least in the short term, like it's he's gonna come back to a huge reaction because he was so courageous. And uh, 
But like, you know, like, like we've said, I think there is a time limit on this storyline. I think he is at, he would be at his best and make it work the best if he played the heel, but he's not, he's too full of himself. So the fans will get sick of his sanctimonious bullshit at some point. Oh yeah. Those WWE fans are stupid though, but well, yeah, yeah that's true. There might be the kids will always like him because he's wholesome and all that. Yeah, but... yeah, look at Cena, but he's no Cena though. He's definitely no Cena. It's gonna be very interesting now if they can. I haven't looked, but they're not even close to filling half of that stadium for SummerSlam, and so now how do you sell that? That's gonna right. be very interesting. They can sell that. They can sell that stadium out now. How long is Roman out? I think most of the summer. Oof. I mean, I think, I think he'll come off and on and do, but he's not like going to be on TV every week. Oh, you know who's going to save it? Mark Calloway, oh. the Undertaker. <laughs> Vince is oh, going to go God. to the well. He for could. The thousandth time, and Taker right. will do it. I well, guarantee this is, it. This is a problem that Vince created on his own. Yeah. Yeah, yep. absolutely. This is a problem that he made by not building guys and. And cutting guys that he and putting guys in shitty positions like like you know they could have been stars there you know champa adam cole that whole ricochet could, yeah well Rick, ricochet kind of sucks I, i've kept he's great in the ring but i've kind of realized he can't cut a promo he's gonna lose the i think he wrestles uh walter for that title this week oh jesus so i think i think he'll be doing the job because he He's mm-hmm. he, that U.S. that title hasn't been on a pay per view in like, well, like almost a year. Put it this way: he either does the job or they've completely ruined uh, Walter. Walter, yep. Because if Walter loses that, he's fucked. Wait, Walter? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Gunter. Right, right. Sorry. Yeah, you guys had me so confused. Uh, Goldfish, Goldfish brain, WWE fan. Excuse me. <laughs> Well, you know, you can nurture the promo skills of Ricochet. The thing is, they don't really try to invest into the wrestlers that they are investing in, if that makes sense. Oh, they don't. Like, yeah, that's that was what NXT was supposed to be, yeah. but they just pull mm-hmm. the plug when they join the roster. Mm-hmm. So, and they're, and they're not Vince-type guys, you know, so I bet they try hard to get Wardlow in his contract, because I have to be honest. Because he's a Vince type of guy. He's got the size, the look. Don't do it, Michael. Yeah. Don't do Hopefully it. Not. Yeah, because they won't. They won't. It won't work. Yeah. No. It, he'll be. He'll be. Do. They'll. He'll be trading squash matches with Brom Breaker. Take, take a look at Punishment Partinez. That's where you'll be, buddy. Yep. <laughs> you'll be, you'll, yeah. You'll Dad, be sw- Dad, Dijakovic. Just take a look at Dad, Dijakovic, dude. You don't even see him anymore. True. I wonder where they're gonna have their cut. I wonder where they're gonna have their cuts. They haven't had any cuts lately. That's true. Yeah. Well, I thought they would probably offload NXT first before they did any more roster members. I mean, in your house was just this last weekend, and like I didn't even recognize any of these names that were like in this supposed tournament, and nor do I care. I had no interest. I want pop over there, but I had no interest in watching that at all. I haven't turned it on since it changed after the fr- so I watched 2.0 just to see what it was all about. Yeah, I watched. And it for then a after bit, yeah. that, I've never watched it a s- single time since ever. Yeah, yeah. Same I here. Watch it at the gym, and I'd like, okay, I'll just watch while I'm doing some sure. cardio. But then I'm like, then it's just like this is horrible, dude. 
It's it's <laughs> it's funny for watching some of the girls matches because they are just bad. Very <laughs> even some of the guys, but the girls are very bad. Very yeah. bad. You can see them talking, calling spots out, just blatantly messing shit, you know. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Nickelodeon studio for like guts totally. or double dare yeah, exactly. or something like that. It's just it like just a, looks... a stupid stunt show, like a legit stunt show. Yeah, it is, I... it is really strange because like, who is it appealing to? Because these they sexualize all the women on the show. Yet it Older. looks in guys my age actually. Oh okay. Okay, yeah, they're supposed to be like in their forty late forties, sixties. Uh, is there who they're <laughs> who seems like they're marketing to? <laughs> what do you Old think? Perbs. About show, Charlie. It's horrible. It's it, it, I don't go. know. It, a few years ago, when uh, they started, I can't remember one of the one. Wow, I don't. I want to say Wow or one of the women's of wrestling kind of yeah. things. They mm-hmm. were starting up, so I was like, "Oh fuck it, I'll tape it and I'll try to get into it." You know, maybe it's got a good feel, and it was just garbage. Just like like you said, Mike said, it's like the worst. It look the look of it is like one of the worst wrestling shows you'd see. Like this is horrible, dude. I'm not watching this. It's like. You know, it's just had the worst look ever, you know? It's like they put a wrestling show in a paintball indoor stadium. Yeah. Like, yes. in, in just a random thing. That's, that's a great bleach, analogy. Some high yeah. school bleachers and a short ramp that, like, yeah, it's awful. Anyway, so it's something, it's just so crazy how something so cool got so bad so fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I will say that Carmelo Hayes guy is pretty good. He's pretty. Oh, yeah. He's pretty good, and um, and, and same with the to the moon. He's he's good, and so same with that kid that was in AEW. They let they let get out the English kid. I forget what his name is, but I sent a clip. That kid's really good, man. Him and um, uh, Grimes Grimes had a fucking killer match, dude. That kid, it, it sucks. He's in WWE because he probably won't grow to be what he could be. Hopefully, he can get mm-hmm. out of there. Go to AEW or somewhere because that kid's a stud, dude. I can't remember his name now. He's I remember you talking about fucking him, stud, dude. You talking about Cameron Grimes? Not Cam, but the, the kid, English the, guy, the English guy, that English young guy that wrestled Cameron Grimes. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I remember you talking about him a long time ago too. Yep, because I saw his first match. Like, holy shit, this guy's good. He, I think he wrestled Dark or something. Yeah. Maybe um maybe we can get that name right after we do promo of the week. Yeah. So uh well Charlie looks that up. We'll come to the mailbag as we get deep into the show here. Uh pulling it up right now. Ooh, this one's good. This one comes from Liam from South Jersey. Shout out to South Jersey. They're actually our, our highest demographic uh of listeners. Over two thousand downloads just in the state alone, so Shout out to Jersey. He says, USA, USA, as the tough guy from my promo would say. Awesome show, Kayfabe crew. Looking forward to some good episodes this summer. Well, Liam, we're not going to get some good episodes. You're going to get some great episodes. So that's why you want to like and subscribe to Keep the Kayfabe on Spotify, Apple, uh, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook. So, what he sent me, though, was, if you didn't get the hint, USA, USA, it is Hacksaw Jim Duggan from 1989. Must have came from Superstars or something, because I'm looking at the video right now. It's got, like, the old 
graphics in the back with like, oh yeah wood and you know how they make their their names and all those crazy fonts that that i love that shit back when i was young total sucker for it so without further ado let's get to hacksaw jim duggan folks i'm proud of this flag and i'm proud of all the people people from my family people from your family that gave down their lives that sacrifice to keep this flag flying free, to keep this country brave. That's why when Hacksaw Jim Duggan has a chance to raise all glory over my head, you better believe I'll stop down there 110% with my heart pumping and my lungs pumping. I have only one thing in mind. That's to beat my opponent up and to raise the flag high. And folks, you know me, if things get a little bit out of hand, well, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is not too shy about grabbing my two-by-four and the stars and stripes, tough guy. Oh. Well, there it is. Thank you, Liam, so much for sending that one to us from South Jersey. Hopefully the Devils have a better season next year, but uh, thank you so much. Steve, what do you think about that promo? Hacksaw is kind of your boy, isn't he? Oh, tough guy. <laughs> you, know, you know, he was corny as hell, but that dude, he was popular. Is he wait, in a long, he was a popular run. Wait a minute. We're not talking about Cowboy Bob Orton, are we? Or no. I... <laughs> <laughs> or is it J- Jacques Rougeau? Or is it? <laughs> it's one of three answers. The Warlord. For listeners who maybe didn't catch uh, our Double or Nothing. Was it the prediction show I think we did? Prediction yeah. show. Yes, the prediction Results show. show. Yeah. Two, yes, uh, I think it was Prediction show. Yep. Yep. Go back and check it out. Steve has some really great trivia for us, and we fail miserably. Yes, but that promo did not fail. So thank you for sending that to us, Liam. Uh, if you want to hear your promo on the show, send it to keepthekfabe414 at gmail.com or just on Instagram and Facebook. So, uh, Charlie, did you find that dude that's from England that was so good or no? Yeah, uh, his name's uh, NXT. It's Nathan Frazier. His name was Ben Carter. Yeah. And oh, that NXT. guy, yeah. Yeah, he was fucking good. I just looked. His height's only 5'7", so he'll never... He'll never be a star there. Yep, he's so he'll he'll uh, hopefully get caught and then he'll go on to be a star somewhere else. He'll just be like the English without without a dynamite kid. He's he's good, dude. He's he can go, dude, for being so young. He's he can go. Well, maybe he'll come on the show if he's going to be a nobody. Um, because we're not going to get Michael Wardlow. <laughs> Unless Wardlow's career goes really bad. <laughs> well, it's not going to go bad because I hear he actually follows three great pieces of advice uh, as he walks through life day after day. <laughs> you guys know what that is? No, enlighten us. What, uh, what is it? Eat, train, repeat. No. Say your oh, prayers, okay. eat your vitamins. It's- nope. And it's not Eat, Pray, Love, that great Julia Roberts movie. It's <laughs> stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Triple H. Woo!